you have to enjoy it. Like you have to enjoy working out in order to actually work out. You have to enjoy healthy eating or even cooking to some degree in order to actually get yourself to do those things. Enjoyment for whatever it is in life is really an act of safety. It's an act towards your safety, which is going to help your body open up and to embrace the experience more. This is the Made for Living Well podcast, hosted by Alexa Sherm, the place to create a life well lived. Welcome back to the podcast. As always, my name's Alexa, and this is the place where I believe you were made for living well, which also means health should not be as difficult as it has been or is because health is inside of you. And here at The Living Well, that's what I want to teach you. Now, today we're wrapping up the final podcast and the mini podcast series on setting resolutions that last. And if you go back to episodes where it all began, you'll understand that resolutions are not something that we should avoid, but it's our way or our approach in accomplishing those resolutions that really changes if we'll accomplish it or not. Now, today on the podcast, we are wrapping up this series with the final episode on creating a healthy process. And inside this podcast, I want to share 10 habits of the healthiest people and why these habits are so important and really generating the results that you want to experience. So stay tuned as we dive into this final podcast. But as always, you can get more information along with the show notes over at thelivingwell.com and follow along with all of the other work we have going on there. And as we talk about resolutions, one tool that I have created to help you stay accountable and reach those resolutions and build new habits all year long is the Nourish Planner. Now the Nourish Planner is a daily life planner, so it's going to allow you to plan and track all of your to-dos, appointments, events, schedules. But on top of that, it really challenges you and pushes you to make your health a priority. So you're going to have meal planning tips, habit trackers, and even monthly how-tos that are going to help you shift and alter your perspective of health which is going to make it easier to live out. Because the story you tell yourself and the story that you think about health is generally the story that you live. So if you wanna get healthy, you have to start to change the story and recognize it's really not as difficult as we've made it. We're just going about it in all the wrong ways. So make sure you head to thelivingwell.com and grab your nurse planner to get started right away in the new year. And then sign up for my newsletter, The Weekly Fill, where I'm sharing my New Year's resolutions moving into the new year, which are unlike your typical resolutions. Again, you can find all of that, the planner, the show notes, The Weekly Fill at thelivingwell.com. Now today, let's dive right into the show and wrap up this series on setting resolutions. We've talked about patterns, we've talked about the product and developing healthy skills or skills that have to do with your health. And today we want to talk about the process. Now the process goes back to understanding that the outcome that you're experiencing is lived because of a pattern. 
One of the big misconceptions that we have in health is focusing so much on our problems. And when we focus so much on our problems, we're constantly looking for a fix. And I think that's where resolutions often come into the picture. There's something that can help fix the problem. We have a weight problem or an overeating problem or a spending problem or a relationship problem. And the common thought is, is to set a resolution that will fix that problem. But when we spend so much time fixating on the problem, it really keeps us stuck inside of it. Because the thing about our mind is what we give our attention to, we give energy to, and it grows. It doesn't go away, but it actually becomes larger. Not to mention, we also tend to repeat those patterns that accentuate our problems. So it's kind of this twofold approach. One, you have to change the story that you exist within. Basically, you have to see outside of the problem. I want to say onto the solution, but really the action that's going to change the outcome which means you have to focus on the pattern. And I keep talking about the pattern because all of life and your entire being is really running off patterns. In fact, research has shown that the majority of our life from day to day is repeated. 90% of your thoughts are the same as the thoughts that you had yesterday. And 90% of your life is lived almost identical to how it was lived yesterday as well. Day in and day out, we tend to repeat patterns. And part of that is, is that patterns, again, are just safe. They provide consistency, predictability, control. Even when life is out of control, those patterns, no matter how healthy or unhealthy they are, provide a predictable space for your body to respond accordingly. And as I continue to mention, safety is of utmost importance inside your biology. If your body does not feel safe, it will always go back or act in the safest place possible. And that might be storing body fat, repeating behaviors and patterns that have kept you safe, no matter how dysfunctional they might be right now. And so if we really want to alter our outcome, we have to start to influence that pattern. And when you learn how to influence the pattern, you can change the course of your entire life. But the key with influencing the pattern is it has to be safe. And safety means coming from this place of abundance, not scarcity. Safe means more like adding to your life, bringing joy and excitement, not fear and scarcity and lack. Which, if you're picking up on this, it's like the opposite of the traditional approach to health, which is restriction, deprivation, and starvation. All of those act against your body's safety response and make you eventually repeat old patterns that leave you coming back to the same place you've always been. It leads you right back to the problem that you hate. And the thing is, no matter how much you hate it, if it's safe, your body will continuously repeat it until you provide something that's even more safe. So influencing the patterns comes from this abundant sense of safety, which really means acknowledging the pattern, living aware of the pattern, and then 
providing an alternate way to respond or to act inside that pattern. In a lot of ways, it's changing the story about why you do what you do. Because across the board, the bottom line is, is we're always acting out of the story we tell ourselves. Like your body is telling a story and that is kind of the story that you've developed about who you are as a person. In a lot of ways, it's really coming out of your identity, which again makes health deeply spiritual. But it's your story that generates the perspective of life that generates your action and therefore your outcome. So in many ways, the tips that I'm going to give you today are about changing the story of health. And changing the story of health, again, first and foremost, has to do with changing what health actually means. So here it is. Health is not a destination. It is not a place you arrive. It is not getting to a certain number on the scale. It is not about the size you wear. It is an action that generates energy. It's an action that works to support your body. And oftentimes that's a generation of energy. It's really a feeling of feeling good. More than an outcome, it is supporting your body. Not working to change it, but working to provide more of what it needs. And while that might feel somewhat similar to what you're trying to do, Oftentimes, if we really look at the scope of health and setting resolutions, they're very outcome focused. That's why we want to tend to throw away those goal mindsets when it relates to health. And when we're just trying to change the overall picture of health, really working on those routines, those rhythms, those habits, that pattern, because it's the pattern that creates the outcome. And while you want to focus on the outcome, if you miss the pattern, you'll never achieve what you set out to do. Maybe temporarily, but long-term, your body will always readjust to the old safe pattern. So you can't hack your way there. You really just have to work on fostering a new pattern that starts with a new perspective and a new story about health. So again, health is not a destination. We have to stop romanticizing that destination and learn how to romanticize the process the action, the routines that you take that overall, regardless of the physical external shell that they create, you have to focus on the feeling that they generate. It's really about generating this sense of happiness and wellness. And the more you build that into your present reality, the more power you will gain that will help you move and alter your circumstances. And that happens by romanticizing the process or focusing on that pattern. And so today I want to help you instill a new process, which really comes from changing your story or that perspective. And so I have 10 tips that will help you instill a new pattern by living out a new process. And the first one is you have to enjoy it. Like you have to enjoy working out In order to actually work out, you have to enjoy healthy eating or even cooking to some degree in order to actually get yourself to do those things. Enjoyment for whatever it is in life is really an act of safety. It's an act towards your safety, which is going to help your body open up and to embrace the experience more. If it's something you hate, it becomes a threat and your body starts to shut down or resist whatever it is you hate 
eventually leading you to quit whatever it is, running back to all of those old patterns. And that's why enjoyment is so important. It is a mark of safety, which is the most critical element of your biology. So you really do have to enjoy the things that you do, or at least the process of whatever resolutions that you set. If you don't enjoy it, you can guarantee it will never last. Now, the thing about enjoyment is it's really a perspective. And whatever is a perspective can be altered. Meaning just because you've had a certain perspective, like maybe just because you've hated working out in the past, does not mean that's your reality forever. You can shift that story, shift that perspective, and really start to embrace the enjoyment of moving your body. Now, in some cases, that might mean changing how you move your body. Maybe you genuinely do hate whatever it is that you've tried to do in the past, and that is totally fair and fine. The key is, is starting in a place that you know you enjoy. No matter how insignificant it might feel, you have to create a measure of enjoyment for you to stick with it. And as you start to enjoy it, you're really going to evolve your thought process behind whatever it is that you've set out to do. And that's going to expand your horizons or expand your vision of it and allow you to embrace maybe some of those things that you once hated. So when it comes to working out or getting healthy or eating in more, you do have to learn how to find some enjoyment in the process of that. And a lot of the times that's just changing how you go about it, changing who you do it with, changing what you expect from it. It's changing the story of it and learning to find and enjoy the process of it. Tip number two is you need to think more about the what rather than the what not. Or maybe better said, think more about the abundance rather than the scarcity. Scarcity mindset is our biggest threat to our survival. If you believe life is scarce or you focus on what you can't have, you're always going to generate more focus and attention into those negative places. Because whatever you can't have becomes its own sort of threat and it's going to shift your biology to act more in stress rather than this abundant sort of way. And health is lived in the state of abundance or thriving, not in the state of threat, because eventually those threats trigger a survival. Now, if you pay attention, a lot of the health ideas or even resolutions are set based on what you want to do, but in the process of that, that leaves you focusing on what you can't do. It tends to be these big life-altering events or these 180 swings that you try to do in your life that really leave you in this place of restriction. That restriction, deprivation, starvation sort of mindset that leaves you focused on what you can't have rather than just fixating on all the things you can have. So when it comes to your diet or working out or even your routines, Instead of focusing on, I shouldn't do this, or I can't do that, or I'm going to eliminate this, focus on the positive things. I get to add more vegetables to my life. I get to, or I'm going to add movement to my day. I'm going to add these experiences and these events and this process to my life because in the end, it's going to help me. It's going to give me energy. It's that abundant sort of mindset. And then avoid at all costs any sort of restriction. 
because restriction or scarcity will always leave you turning to your old patterns. Number three is stay active. Keep doing things. Doing is the number one generator of energy, and doing is also the generator of motivation. For much of our life, we've been led to believe that motivation is what allows you to do different things. And that means a lot of people just sitting around waiting for motivation to come. But it doesn't because you have to have energy in order to feel motivated. And that means you can't wait around to feel motivated. But the way to get more motivation is to start engaging even when you don't feel like it. And if we go back to the last podcast, one of those health skills that I really want you to focus on in the new year is learning how to do things even when you don't feel like doing them. Because it goes back to the idea of motivation. You can't wait to feel motivated, but it's in your doing that you become more motivated to continue doing things. So whatever it is, I want you to just focus on doing more things, on staying active. Rather than just setting a workout routine, just focus on daily movement. Get up and move your body. Be productive. Do work because it's the work that generates energy and that energy is going to create more motivation and desire in the process. Now, of course, along with that, we have to balance that with tip number four, which is also know when to rest. There's a time to work and a time to rest. And across the board, the resolutions you're most likely to achieve are those that maintain a sense of balance in your life. Your biology is always fighting for balance. Balance, again, is another sign or an act of safety inside the body. The more imbalanced your biology is, the more safe you're going to feel and the more you're going to express that in healthy outcomes. The more out of balance your life is, the more scarce your mindset's going to be, and you're generally going to be more stressed and living in that state of survival. Now, of course, there is a time and a place to push your body to do things because it's in the doing that's going to create change, but that can only be done within balance. So just as you need to push your body, you also need to know when it's time to pull back and rest. And as you live out your day doing things, you also need to have space and time to rest, to relax, to renourish, and to refeed yourself so that you can maintain that sort of balance within your daily and even weekly life. Again, this tends to be opposite of the normal resolutions, which are just push, 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 and force your body out of balance to the extremes, really in the end, kind of beating it into submission and forcing it to change. While it might work short-term, long-term, it's always going to swing back into a sense of balance. And that means to the same degree that you've pushed it to work, it will force itself back into a state of rest. So it's just better if you opt for this or you choose it or you create it as a part of your pattern and your routine that you push your body, but you also pull back and nourish and rest because you know your body's always fighting for balance. And if you can work to support that balance, you will have more energy to do the work. Number five is create consistency. The people who are the healthiest are not the people who've pushed themselves the hardest or went to the most extreme lengths in order to achieve the outcome. 
The healthiest people are those who just show up consistently. And that doesn't mean in perfection. It just means they're showing up regardless of what life is handing out. They're showing up to nourish their body well. They're showing up consistently. They're moving their body consistently. They're showing up in their life consistently. They're showing up with their soul care consistently. It's really this consistent sort of lifestyle that pays off in big ways in the end. It's not these big jumps or these big leaps or these 180 degree changes that you make. It comes back to consistency. How consistent can you be day to day is the number one predictor of how quickly you experience the outcome that you're looking for. Again, we don't want to focus too much on the outcome, but really romanticize the process, which means being consistent with these new patterns and influencing those patterns in positive ways. And consistency can also come back to that sense of balance. In a lot of ways, it's like eating, but not eating too much or letting yourself get too hungry, but just eating consistently. It's not pushing your body too hard or resting all the time, but it's about waking up and moving your body consistently. There's a consistency that your body craves and a consistency that your body needs to know that things are safe. So you need to stay consistent. Number six is self-awareness. The healthiest people are those who are most aware of how they feel or how their body is reacting to the things that they do. Again, this gets easily overlooked and a life that is promoting you jump on someone else's process and you do all of the right things and expect the exact results. And the reason this never has worked, like counting calories or restricting the entire food groups, at least not long-term, is because it neglects how your body's actually responding to the things that you do. You fail to see that what worked for someone else might not work for you because it's not what your biology needed. So you have to maintain a sense of awareness to recognize that health is not about what you do. It's always and only about how your body responds to what you do. So it's a paying attention to the foods that you eat and the movement that you do and the people that you interact with. How do those things make you feel? Do they make you feel safe and vibrant and healthy and alive? Or do they make you feel tired and exhausted and sluggish and overwhelmed? And then in the process of that, learning what things you can do to add more to your life and what areas you can pull back from or remove yourself from to create healthier results. Think simple. This one's harder than it appears because we often believe that if it's not difficult or if it's not painful, it must not be working. But the truth is, is you don't have to beat your body in submission for it to experience the results that you want. Oftentimes, our need to complexify things is really just preventing you or stalling you, leaving you circulating through those old patterns that you're really trying to break. Overcomplexifying is a means to keep yourself stuck or to hold yourself back or even convince yourself that it's really not worth it or it's never going to work. Overcomplexifying is based out of your beliefs. And that's why I need you to know that it does not have to be difficult to work. In fact, the more complicated we're making it, the less likely it is to work. And the simplest things often have the most profound impact. 
So when you set your resolutions, I want you to think, how can I simplify this? How can I make it even easier? Almost so easy that it doesn't feel like it works. But if you follow these other tips that I'm giving you, like staying consistent in it, then the simple things are going to have the most profound impact. Because not only is simple easier to grasp, but it also acts on your safety mechanism. If you try to change your life in big, drastic ways, it will always induce a survival response. Because change is difficult, no matter what that change is. Even healthy change pushes on those survival responses. So we need to know that change is necessary, but the more complicated we make the change, the less likely we are to accomplish it because the scarier and more threatening that change will be. But when you make those simple shifts, almost those unnoticeable changes to your daily life, you don't press on your threat response and you really open up and are able to act in those things without all the resistance that normally comes with change. So you need to think simple. How can I keep this simple and practical and realistic? Think about that in your diet or your workout routine or your sleep patterns. What are simple little shifts that you can make that are going to influence your pattern in positive ways? Maybe a simple shift is, is you're going to have one piece of bread and two eggs on your egg sandwich instead of two pieces of bread and one egg. Simple shifts could just be diet changes, like choosing to eat a few more vegetables or adding an extra egg to your breakfast. It could be adding five push-ups to the end of your walk or skipping the sugary beverages to help your budget. There's simple shifts that you can make to your everyday life that really will have a profound effect. And that brings me to tip number eight, which is focusing on your daily action rather than these long-term goals or long-term outcomes. Now, don't get me wrong. There is something very powerful about visualization. And visualizing where you could be in six months or a year from now can be really powerful. But I need you to know it's not just about the time. In fact, the time is irrelevant to the vision. It's the vision of where you're going or what that looks like that is the most powerful thing. So we want to take time out of the equation. And again, this is another health tactic that a lot of people have used to create a sense of scarcity or even an unnatural reward in your life. Like lose 30 pounds in the next six weeks or follow this plan for 90 days and magically everything will be exactly what you planned it to be. We use time to dictate our outcome. But time is a terrible judge because time is relevant to your own perspective. So if we take time out of the picture and we stop living so destination or futuristic focus and recognize the only place change can happen is right here, wherever you are in the moment. So this year, I want you to be more present minded to, yes, have those big long-term visions of what you'd like your life to look like but to recognize the only way to get there is to live out today and the healthiest version of yourself. So what can you do today? What things can you feed your body? How can you nourish your soul? What areas do you need to focus on? What feels overwhelming? What experiences do you want to achieve? How do you want to feel today? And then act more accordingly to those things. The only thing that you need to focus on is the next decision that you make. 
Not the decisions for tomorrow or the decisions in a month from now, but the next decision or the next thing that you're going to do is the most important thing to your health. Because it's what you do, not what you think about or hope for, that's going to create the change. So live more in the present moment and less in the future. And again, to build on that, bringing me to tip number nine, is to keep life interesting, to keep your resolutions exciting, to make your life something that you want to live. I think one of the biggest detriments that health has made us believe is that your happiness is on hold until you reach a destination, that you can't be happy, you can't be satisfied, you can't experience peace or joy or fulfillment until you arrive at a specific destination. And I think that has ruined and wrecked so many people out of precious days that they'll never get back. And if we look at research that's come out on the end of people's lives and the regrets that they've experienced is really not being able to live in the moment. And that is, again, because we've put on hold our happiness and our joy and our adventure for life until we reach a certain destination. But we also know Not keeping life interesting, finding excitement and joy in the moment is a huge motivator to continue forward because joy, adventure, excitement, curiosity, those are only emotions that can be experienced through your sense of safety, meaning your body has to feel safe in order for you to experience curiosity. If you're feeling unsafe or your body's living in survival mode, it's going to be difficult to experience those things which is why many people don't, but they can also be very beneficial in helping you break out of that survival mode. But you have to be intentional with it. You have to be intentional with keeping your life exciting by incorporating some adventure, which really means creating some sense of flexibility. So there's this overall like consistent flexibility, which I really relate back to contentment. Now, I used to hate the word contentment because I had confused that with complacency. I had believed that contentment meant that I was just stuck here in this place forever and that I hated it. And if I was content, that must mean that I'm never going to move forward and I'm never going to get myself out of this place. But that can be further from the truth. Contentment and complacency are not the same thing. Complacency is kind of being stuck or throwing up your hands and surrender, saying it's not worth it. I'll just live here forever. Contentment, it's this form of growth, of learning, of working, of moving along in the process. Really, it's about living in the present while also having that future in mind, while also taking the steps to better your life. You're fully here, but you're also fully growing, changing, and moving forward in your life. So there's this deep sense of flexibility that you also need to create in your life, which means you have to throw out the idea that there's any sort of perfection to life or towards your health goals. Your resolutions are never going to be performed perfectly because life will always be pressing against those. It will always leave you feeling a little bit out of control. But instead of letting that be a threat to your life, let that open the door to some flexibility, which creates some excitement. You don't have to work out in the same way every single day. That maybe your job gets more stressful from time to time, and that opens the door to be able to change and shift your life accordingly. We have to find some joy in the flexibility of your daily routines 
while also being consistent in the process of those things. So what do I mean by that? It might mean that consistently you're moving your body on a daily basis, but the flexibility comes in is that it doesn't always have to happen at the same time or in the same way. Maybe you didn't feel good in the morning, so you decided to sleep in because you prioritize sleep. But then as the day progressed, you decided to call a friend and go out on a walk after work. There's consistency in the fact that you still chose to move your body, but how you did it is going to be flexible based on what life is giving you. The same goes with healthy eating. You might have a desire or consistent schedule in cooking homemade meals, But there might come a time and a place where you have to be flexible that life isn't handing you the opportunity to cook a meal every single night. So you're going to develop some flexibility and picking up some takeout that's on the healthier side. You're still consuming healthier food, or maybe you're making a quick snack tray or finding something quick that you can have at home. But you're definitely not beating yourself up because you missed a night of homemade meals. So we can't beat ourselves up for the way that life will force us to be flexible, but to embrace the flexibility of it, allowing that to be an exciting adventure that you can use to grow and to learn. And really, all of this stems from tip number 10, which is living with more confidence. Confidence is really the predictor of it all. It's the number one predictor of how you experience health. But that means understanding confidence is not a circumstance, it's a mindset. It's not a place you arrive, it's part of who you are. Really, it's owning all of you, the places you love, the places you hate, the places you want to change, and recognizing it all makes up you. It's all been a part of your story, even if you don't want it to continue to be your story. But it's confidence that's going to help you alter that story because you are confidently you in all of your strengths and weaknesses. And in the process of owning that, you have the self-awareness to know how to change that. Not to mention, it's confidence that helps you keep your promises. And it's confidence that helps you show up for yourself even when you don't feel like it. It's confidence that helps you grow and to expand and to live in the process rather than glorifying the destination. Again, it's something we get so drastically wrong in the health space and in life in general, leaving so many people turning to self-help books or programs that promise a certain outcome. Really, it leaves people romanticizing the destination because we've been led to believe that everything you want to experience happens when you arrive. But all arrivals are temporary. They're fleeting, they're moments in time. When really, the things that you experience happen over the course of your entire life, which is always moving and changing. It's always a process. A process that's created through your patterns. And the only way to influence your patterns is to have that sense of confidence or that sense of self that leaves you knowing that just because this has been your story doesn't mean it has to continue. But you have the confidence to stand up, to show up, and to create a better version of yourself every single day. Not in hate, because hate leads to scarcity and it threatens all your survival responses but in love, which is that abundant sort of life 
that keeps you moving forward and taking action and nourishing yourself in deeply profound ways that are going to have a lasting impact. So you have to have confidence. And that means shifting your mindset to really love and accept and nourish the whole of who you are, no matter how much you want to change it. You have to see yourself today. And in the process of seeing yourself, you can start to see those patterns that have created the outcome. Because what I really believe is that you don't actually hate yourself, but you hate the place that you've arrived. You hate the destination, which is why you're so fixated on changing it. But really, you love the person. And when you love the person, you can start to love the process. And it's that process that will change all of the things that you maybe don't like, creating a healthier outcome. And that starts with confidence. So this year, I want you to start thinking about those resolutions. What patterns do you want to start to influence? And what is the process that's going to help you do those things? Really, what patterns do you want to generate? And the more you can focus on generating those patterns, you're going to influence the old ones, but in that abundant sort of mindset, not by restricting yourself or hating yourself or shaming yourself out of old patterns, but by shifting the story and really putting more effort and energy into taking action in those healthy patterns and then staying consistent in it. It will have profound impact if you have a better view of health, recognizing it's not about a number on the scale or how in shape you are, but it's about giving your body the tools it needs to feel supported. And when you support your body, it will change. So this year, I want you to think about those resolutions in that form. What are the things that I can do to help support my mind, body, and soul? What are those patterns that will make me feel more alive, that will give me energy and add to my life, and then stand in the confidence of it, which means letting go of the pressure of your traditional resolution setting, knowing there is no perfection in this, but it's just a process of showing up for yourself and learning how to create health. So I'm declaring that this is the year that we end consuming health and that we start creating it. Not learning how to create it, but actually creating health in your everyday life. And that's what I'm gonna help you do all year long. So I hope those tips were helpful as you start to shift the process and the programming and the patterns within you, generating a healthier outcome that you want to achieve. Make sure you head to The Living Well where you can find all of these tips in written form and then start to think about what resolutions can you set that are going to add to your life, that are going to add to your mind, that are going to nourish your soul, that are going to feed your body well so you have more energy to get out and live life, which is what the point of health is all along. Life is not to be lived for health But health is intended to help you live life. And I want you to think more about that as you go into a new year. So with all that said, don't throw away resolutions. Just change your idea of it. And let New Year's be that time where you reflect on your life and help yourself build from it. 
where you help yourself create a better product by shifting the outcome and the patterns of your life. It really is a game changer. And I cannot wait to hear how this helps you. I would love to stay updated on what resolutions you're setting. So make sure you head to the weekly fill where we have more of a community that we can interact with one another and hold each other accountable all year long. There is something to be said about writing down your resolutions and making them public. Not again to pressure you into anything, but as a sense of confidence to say, this is how I'm going to show up for myself. So make sure you head on over to the weekly fill, the newsletter, which is completely free. And you can write down your resolutions, making the public statement, this is how I'm gonna show up this year. You can also find mine over there as well. Okay, that is it for this mini series. I hope you found it powerful and important and helpful in your everyday life. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. It means the world to me. And also hit subscribe while you're there. And then share it with your friends and family and get them on the right track with healthy resolutions that work. No more destination seeking, but creating new patterns. Okay, that's it. I hope you have a wonderful end to 2023 and a brilliant start to 2024. And I will see you back here in the new year.